incredible. Yes, but I, I, I think that I think they've been like the playoffs have just been awesome. Yeah, like uh, just in general. So who do, you, who do you have, Rams or Bengals? I have no dog in the fight, so that mm-hmm. needs that needs to be just clear. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a Bears fan. I'm disappointed in. Okay, in, we, in you're the, not. But I'm, not I'm a Bears, the Bears fan. But by picking, a team I used to go to, to Cincinnati. I used to do um, a Christmas Carol in Cincinnati uh, every year. Like, uh, who did you play at Christmas Carol? Well, then I played uh, one of the narrators. They they called him okay. Cup and Saucer, Dick Wilkins, and um, Topper. Topper. But nice. <laughs> but um, so I used to go there. Uh, were you to- for you were three t- years? Were you I Topper did, or were you? I was all. I, I was Topper. I was Topper and Dick Wilkins and Saucer. Were well, you all of them? Not Maddie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know, I'm I, trying to follow. I, I, a lot of times in plays, you play multiple people. Sure. I don't, so, I don't always. I just I want to make I sure. No, you're right. I know no, you're you're right. Cup or saucer. Yeah, I, did no, you well, play, my buddy was cup. I, was I didn't saucer. play. I've never. I've never done a Christmas Carol, unfortunately. Well, I've done and I've, I've done it out here. I've played, uh, but I played um, Jacob Marley out here. Mm-hmm. But this was the job that gave me my equity card. It's my first yeah, professional important. job. Gotcha. And I would awesome. and I would fly to Cincinnati for the for the you know the winters like November and December. And my buddy who played cup. He took me. So you weren't cup. I was not cup. I was saucer. <laughs> okay. He took me to my first professional football game, and awesome. it was Bengals versus Steelers. Okay. And I just know, <laughs> I just know those guys love the Bengals, and the Bengals have been bad for so mm-hmm. long. So I'm not gonna lie. So that's how you became kind of a Bengals fan. I know. Let's 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 be easy now. Let's be easy. <laughs> no, I just I wouldn't mind seeing them win. Who's your pick? Who's gonna win? Don't know. I mean, I think Cincinnati. I think you can underestimate Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati can do it. Joe Burrow's so a you're bad picking, man. You're picking Cincinnati. I'm just saying Burrow's a bad man. He's out uh, of LSU. Okay. <laughs> Rich, who you pick? Uh, I'm clearly picking the Bengals because because Larry's Rams, a fan. You don't want to upset Ram- him. No, the Rams like to beat the Bears during prime time, which bothers me. I was at that game when they beat us this year. Yeah. Yeah. I feel sorry for you. I, I'd like to see the Bengals win. They they've been through a lot. Yeah. Maddie. I think the Rams will win, but I would prefer the Bengals just because the Rams are in the Cardinals division. And there you go, scorched earth, pure bitterness. I yeah. see. I see. Before we start, I do have to send a shout out to the 49ers and everybody who roots for okay. that team for knocking the Green Bay Packers out. Oh, yes. <laughs> hell yeah! Hell yeah! It was just so wonderful. Yeah, it's always wonderful. Well, shout out! Wonderful. Hope you guys hear it out there, 49ers. Spoken like a true pathetic, bitter Bears fan. <laughs> I own it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Welcome to Liquid Bread. We got a taster episode for you, and we're tasting a big one. We're tasting one of the Mount Rushmore beers. <laughs> I'm Maddie Smith. With me, as always, are my buddy Larry Bates. What it do? What it do? My other buddy and master cicerone, Rich Higgins. Howdy, howdy. I will say this one is a beer. I mean, Rich, you always like the beers we do, but I feel like always. I've seen you love this beer. It's it's true. When we met, when we we didn't meet, but when we were in Belgium together, when we became best friends in Belgium. You had a little plastic grocery bag with you the entire time, and everywhere we went, you would go, and it was like an offering of peace or something. You would go, and you would take out a bottle of Pliny the Elder and give it to them. Oh, really? To represent the United States to the people of Belgium. I love this beer so much that I don't drink it myself. I just give it to other people. I get rid of it. <laughs> and, what, and, and do they do they generally love it out there, Rich, when you give it to them? Yeah, it's sort of, it's like an alternate currency. Like, you know, if, if there's inflation in like the dollar or Bitcoin or something, mm-hmm. you can just, you know, pay, buy things with cigarettes and plant of the elder bottles yeah. over in Europe. Hold plenty. I hear that. I hear yeah. that. It's, it's important beer, you know, basically the undisputed progenitor of the double IPA style, which is a pretty damn big deal. And it's also brewed by a brewery that 
in a lot of ways, in a lot of people's opinions, can do no wrong. And they do no wrong with bitter IPAs. They do no wrong with really aromatic IPAs. They do no wrong with Belgian sours. They do no wrong with non-Belgian sour, or, mm. you know, Belgian non-sours. They just, they've got a huge range. They've got incredible lagers. Like they're just, they're a great yeah. brewery. And this beer is one of the most famous beers from that brewery, from Russian River Brewing Company. Brings me to my happy place and my, <laughs> dare I say, even forgetful place sometimes. Do you I, know the people over there, Rich? I do. Not, I mean, I'm not like close with them, but uh, yeah, you know, Vin, Vinny and Natalie are the, the owners, Vinny and Natalie Chillerzo. And um, yeah, they're just, they're great people. Um, Natalie this year just got tapped to offer the keynote address of the Craft Brewers Conference, which is like 15,000 people from around the world awesome. in the craft brewing industry get together. And they're all going to listen to Natalie Chalurzo, co-owner of Russian River Brewing Company um, this year. So I think that's a that's a huge honor. And um, she's going to she's going to kick ass with it. And Vinny is just, yeah, super, super nice guy and a, just a savant for for brewing all, you know, all things related to, to beer flavor and beer production. So I look up to those guys a lot. And this beer has made me I've drunk it a lot over the years in you know very special occasions and things that matter to me. And I was also it's also just fun to like go down to a, a bar in San Francisco and just drink it because it's like it's just a local, easy to get beer in San Francisco, and mm-hmm. it's sought after and culty the rest of the world over. Yeah, so, yeah we've we've kind of seen in the past few years it was super hard to get in LA. Like the guy at Whole Foods would hoard them, yeah, and, like sell them to his friends or something. Yeah, yeah. and now and now yeah. in the past few years they've at least have. You can find it usually. Yeah, you used to go to some places where even when they had it in stock, they would limit you to. Oh yeah, they limit like one by one or two bottles. Yeah. Mm. Now it seems like it's it's not common because I I drove around a few places to find this, but I did find it at Whole Foods, and the Whole Foods that I found it at had a lot of them. That's generally where I find it. So it's kind of out there, but is still pretty rare the rest of the country. Rich, you're up in Northern California, so obviously this was a great beer too. To celebrate yeah, that, I'm stoked. Yeah, I'm, I'm in uh, San Francisco right now. Uh, it's fun to be back in the old, the old stomping grounds. And where do you uh, go drink first? You go to San Francisco. What's the like bar brewery you want to hit up right oh, away? Oh man, well, it's weird times, right? COVID, I guess you're right. Yeah. You know, I'm embarrassed to say. So I've been in San Francisco for you know several days now, and I've yet to go to Tornado. And it's just like that's my that's my my home my home base basically. Uh, you know, in San Francisco, and I just I haven't been there yet because. Uh, you know, I just, I don't really want to be in a crowded bar during COVID. It's really yeah, sad. Yeah, I get that. I know. There's like an alternate universe where Rich goes back to San Francisco and right now he's just like plastered because he's just been hitting every single bar. Oh, <laughs> Unfortunately, maybe next year. Yeah, that's that's alternate 1985. But right now, Larry and I have poured our, our tall glasses of this beautiful, bright, I, clear, golden drinking. brew. Uh, Rich, you want to take us through tasting my, Pliny the I Elder? My fancy, my oh. fancy twee little uh, wine glass with it. It's a very um, nice wine glass. It's uh, one of the nicer glasses in the Airbnb I'm in. So <laughs> I don't have a full uh, compendium of, of beer glassware. <laughs> but yeah, no, so uh, it's a super beer. That's the lamest start to this uh, this tasting. Uh, it's a super beer, everyone. So please uh, open it up, uh, pour it in your glass. Try to aim for a finger or two of foam on top of your, on top of your beer. Make it look pretty. Take a deep whiff. And I got those two you, fingers. Larry, are you an expert pourer? I That's am. amazing. I am. <laughs> Too bad uh, you didn't fill up the glass. The, uh, the people at the bar are going to return it and say, where's my money? That can be fixed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so take a smell. If you smell grapefruit and pine and maybe marijuana, cannabis, you're on the right track. Good work. Uh, however, if that's the only stuff you smell, it's possible that your beer's too cold. So this is a beer that is great at 38, 40 degrees Fahrenheit, but it's also great at 55. Larry's, Larry's making faces at me because I, when he came over, I was like, oh, I accidentally left the fridge door open. So he was like, like I don't know how cold so it the is. It might not be that cold. Mm-hmm. That, but, that's um, not the end of the world. And I was like, oh, that sounds good to me. I thought it might be a little yeah. warmer than good cold warm. That works. 
That works. So like most beers, the colder it is, the more the hardnesses are going to come out. And the hardnesses in this beer are things like bitterness and carbon dioxide, carbonation. So it's going to give you a little sting and some bitterness from the carbonation, but also a lot of bitterness from the hops. And then as it warms up, you're going to get more of those kind of softer multi tones to it, a little bit more alcohol as well. So you're going to get a little bit more honey, a little more bread, malt, things like that coming out. That's going to soften some of the, some of the bitterness kind of tangle with some of that bitterness, but uh, it's a double IPA. There are a lot of different types of IPAs out there. The main two big camps though right now are the Hazies and the West Coast style. And this is in the West Coast camp. It's the older version and it's got a lot more bitterness. So if you love double IPAs, but they're hazy, they're probably not too bitter. or They're probably not very bitter. And this beer is going to be a lot more bitter than that. Mm -hmm. If you like West Coast stuff, you're in the right place then. Because this is an old classic West Coast style double IPA. So yeah, take a smell, take a sip. Please, please drink some. (laughs) I'm pretty good at uh, going through all the aromas and forgetting to let people drink. But um, yeah, please have a sip. Mm. I'll have a sip too. So I think there's been a big sort of palette shift, paradigm shift over the years where we used to think this was like an absurdly bitter beer, but a lot of people now have kind of gotten used to it. And you can tell people that like are comfortable with this and they don't really notice the bitterness and people who are sort of newbies to this style of beer and they're, they just shudder with the bitterness. It's so, it's so intense. So the, the bitterness units on this are, I don't know exactly what they are. So when you say used to it, do you mean, you mean used to like West coast IPAs? Yeah. Yeah. So for a while, the, the trend in the, in the U S craft beer scene, you know, in the late 1990s up through early 2010s, most of the exciting beers that were being brewed that, that had a following and, and hype and good sales were in increasingly bitter sort of beers, like, you know, IPAs that were getting more and more bitter. IPA isn't bitter enough. Let's make a double IPA that has even more hops, more bitterness. Uh, triple IPA, um, session IPA that's really easy drinking, but still is really bitter. Pale ales that are more like a strong pale ale with more alcohol, more bitterness. So the bitterness trend has made it so that a lot of people that are um, probably older than... 30 years old now in 2022 um, are used to that bitter palate and either like it in craft beer or they don't like it. Um, and if you're, what is that? Gen Z Who, who's 20 years old. Yeah. These days? Zoomers? yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Zoom, Zoomers. Yeah. The Zoomers. Yeah. Yeah. They're on zoom all the time. <laughs> they haven't seen anyone's faces. So I think that younger generation um, came into beer after the uh, sort of bifurcation of the IPA scene from, you know, where the West Coast thing split into bitter West Coast IPAs and then the softer, less bitter, hazy IPAs. So this is, you know, big word of warning for, for those sorts of folks that this, that, you know, IPAs can be very bitter. And this one is very, very bitter. Hmm. So he- heads up about that. But what do you guys, what do you guys smell? What do you taste? I mean, a lot of deliciousness for okay. one thing. It's a good start. <laughs> Think fruits, fruit families. You get apple and pear. You get citrus. You get tropical. I mean, definitely get... citrus, I'd say. Mm-hmm. It's crazy that I'm getting a little bit of grassiness. That's not crazy at all. <laughs> a little grassiness, a little hay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Is it weird if I do get a little bit of tropical? If I get some sort of... It is not weird, Maddie. Because I feel like I get... I can't like define which one, though. But I think mm-hmm. there's like a... That's the hard thing. You know, yeah, it's, it's hard to like coming up with the fruit families is like a is a pretty attainable mm-hmm. thing than than digging into the individual fruits in those families is a lot harder. I love this beer, I just love it. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I don't get any of the apple or anything like that. I don't. Yeah. Think. No, I'm not getting any apple. I don't. I don't either myself. Um, this beer is pretty pretty well known for ha- having three different fruit families present, and this the fruit aromas that we're talking about 
there, there are two things there. First of all, they're, they're coming from hops, all right? So they're not added as fruits. They're just aromas that are naturally part of these various hop varieties that are in the beer. Um, and then the other thing to keep in mind is that when we're talking about fruits, fruits often sound sweet, but this beer is not sweet. It's really bitter. It doesn't have a lot of sweetness. So we're really just talking about the aromas. So it's kind of a, a mind, mind, uh, <laughs> mind F. <laughs> I'll be maybe I'll a little kumquat. Clean about kumquat. Okay. So some real bright, pithy, oily citrus. Yeah. Intense citrus and bitter I, I just, citrus. I just have a kumquat tree next to my new place and I'm getting a little bit of it. But I could have. Ooh, been I sure didn't eat a bunch of kumquats I'm, on the I way over have, here. I might have. They have some stand power. Yeah. So yeah, citrus, Maddie. I think you're dead on with tropical. What? Tro- Talk to me. I don't get the tang of like a pineapple though, no. or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's like the know, sweetness of like a I don't know, guava or mangoey. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Keep in mind, you're not looking for sweetness. You're just looking yeah. for the aroma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To me, it's passion fruit. Mm. I, I definitely get passion fruit out of this. There beer. you go. Mm. I've never Personal had passion fruits. fruit. What is that? What is it? What is it? I feel like I mostly have had it in Kerns. You know Kerns? <laughs> nice. Like pulpy Kansas juice. Can can juice. They're the strangest looking fruits in the world. Uh, they're little like golf balls, basically, that are dark green, purple. And then you cut them open. There's a thick white pith. And on the inside is this like snot. It's this dark orange I know, snot I know exactly black what it seeds is. in it. Sounds great. Yeah, I know exactly what it is. They taste so good. And then the third, the third sort of sleeper family that a lot of people don't think of when they're when they're drinking these beers is stone fruit. So uh, there are some Amarillo hops in here. Amarillo is the the variety of hop. They're known for kind of a a yellow peach aroma. Uh And I get, I get canned peaches out of this beer and especially as it warms up. So if your beer is a little bit cold and you're not getting that canned peach, that cooked peach note, um, give it a little bit of time. You know, now that you say that, and I don't know if it's because my brain is tricking me, but I, yeah, but I can get a little bit of that. Yeah. Since he said it. I agree. Yeah. Well, there's a power suggestion. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm definitely but, um, getting like a herb, like hay and grass. I'm definitely mm-hmm. getting. Larry, how much alcohol is in this beer? Eight percent. Yeah, eight percent. So how'd that alcohol get there? How did how did eight percent get there? Um, it got there from the sugars and the hops. The, uh, from the, the sugars, yeah, yeah. Uh, not not the hops. The, the hops aren't going to affect the alcohol, but yeah. the sugars. Where the sugars come from? The sugars come from the um. They, they come from the uh, uh, um the work that you're making, right? Right, boy, you're making this hard. What, what do you? What are the two ingredients that you add to work? The, I know they're, they're coming from. They're coming from the grain, man. I, right, obviously. Right. <laughs> Wait, so obviously now it's obvious. All right, so <laughs> so what does grain taste like? I mean, yeah, okay, okay, I got it. So it's it's a it's a plant. So I got it. So it's not crazy yeah. to to get the plant. Yeah. So grain flavors, straw flavors, hay flavors. There's a lot of crossover there, and grass can be coming from either the straw that dried grain note from the from the grain or it could be come from uh, from hops okay and so hops are known for especially german hops and american hops are known for being particularly grassy so yeah getting grass and hay off this beer is 100 percent legit um and breadiness too and, and the reason i took you through that exercise of it being eight percent alcohol is in like a pale ale has the same a lot of the same aromas a lot of american pale ales are going to have the same set of aromas mm-hmm. as this beer but it's going to have like half the intensity Okay, because a pale ale that's like five percent alcohol has enough malt to make it five percent alcohol. And I to get eight percent alcohol, you have to add more malt. You're gonna get more malt flavor from that. And to balance that malt flavor, you're gonna have more hops in there. So you're gonna get more hop flavor from all those extra hops. Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of the, the the basic recipe concept there. Okay, let me let me see something. Megan, could you come over here? Sorry, M- Megan, my wife just walked in. Ooh. Meg, could you come here? You got a, you got a cameo. Meg, hello, my Hi, wife. Megan. Megan, could you taste and just tell us if you like it? Oh, this is great. 
She's a very she willing. Smelled it, she smelled it first. Willing smelled subject here. And recoiled. I like smelling it. The verdict. Not really. She's making not a really, face. Not really. What, 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 what are you getting? Uh, <laughs> bitter. Well, I give it to her. Well, cause, and the reason why I do this is because yeah. this is exactly Megan's least favorite kind of beer. I don't care for this that. Is, same, she's not same, with, same with my wife. Same West with Coast. my wife. Well, but it's also not. I mean, I guess I generally Thank like you, Megan. more. Thank you, Megan. But I think, I think, so I think, so what I, what I, think I, I was curious, though, because I feel like I'm in a weird middle ground where, like, we've talked about it before. I don't, this is not the kind of beer that I love. Mm. When it goes hard West Coast, like, I don't know, Green Flash or, like, Stone or something, like, oh, it's too yeah. much for me. It's too much bitterness. It. Mm-hmm. But this one in particular, I don't like the word balanced because it's obviously not balanced in the way that you call a beer balanced, but it feels mm. like it offsets the bitterness in ways that a lot of those West Coast IPAs don't want to. Yeah. Like, they crush you with the bitterness. See, I also think yeah. she just proved Rich's point. Because Megan's face was like, oh, this is the most bitter thing I've ever tasted. Yeah, she, and she closed drank, her eyes, scrunched her face up, stuck her tongue Yeah, and, and I, I mean, I know it's bitter, but like... Yeah, it, so maybe it's because I've a little so soft. Many. It's a little soft to me. But I just think that this one, I know this is like a weird, broad, general question, Rich. What about this makes it... It feels like it has. <laughs> Megan's waving her wine at us. It's not okay. That's not okay. No. It is okay. Don't bring wine in here. Yeah, I was. Yeah, <laughs> we um, could drink that too. We want. So, so Maddie, let me answer. Let, let me discuss this. There, there's some technical things that make this beer different from a lot of double IPAs. Mm-hmm. Where so the the brewery is trying to make it bitter, but also sort of a, a refined bitterness. So it's not so punch you in the face. Yeah. Say you want bitterness because you like bitterness, okay? The brewer, Vinny, loves bitterness, okay? So he wants his beer to be bitter. But he has a choice to either uh, make it bitter without any sweet-smelling aromas, like sweet um, uh, fruits like, you know, um, passion fruit and canned peaches, um, flower aromas from the hops, uh, you know, honey aromas from the malt. Like, he can make a beer without those aromas, but it's just going to be bitter, or he can choose to balance it with some of those aromas. Okay, so obviously that's step one. He's balanced the bitterness with aromas that seem sort of sweet. Okay. Um, and then beyond that, he, there are two other techniques that this beer is pretty well known for. I can't, you know, honestly, I can't vouch that it's still made exactly this way, but last time I studied it in a book, uh, shoot, it's a book on IPAs that was written by Mitch Steele, um, the expert from, uh, from, uh, stone. And, uh, Vinny shared the recipe for Planet of the elder in that book. And so it included two things that are almost frowned upon by hardcore craft beer drinkers and homebrewers. Um, he chapitalizes it, it's called. And so chapitalization mm-hmm. is a way of adding um, adjuncts that are non-barley uh, based to the beer to increase the alcohol of the beer to really to provide more sugars that are fermentable that will eventually turn into alcohol. And what is that? And what 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 is he chapitalizing? I think it's I think it's dextrose, um, but it's possible that it's um, corn okay. corn flakes or something like that. Okay, but it's it's so dextrose is, is corn sugar. He uses these products that add fermentable sugars without adding any protein or body or complex starches or complex carbs. So there's no there, it doesn't affect the body of the beer, but it increases the alcohol level, and which is you know maybe that's the goal at the end of the day. But increasing the alcohol level also provides a little bit more of a uh, platform for, for more hops. Okay. So it's not just about getting drunker. It's, you know, adding more alcohol does end up adding a little bit of extra muscle and, and heft to the beer. And then beyond that, uh, he also adds some hop extract to this. And so there are these cans. They're probably like, I don't know, like a giant can of tuna that you might get at like Costco or like a food service size can of, of tuna. It's the equivalent of like, you know, 10 can, ten regular cans of tuna in this one can. So it's like this squat fat can and it's filled with this sludgy uh, olive green or yellowy mass 
And this is um, just the concentrated uh, extract from hops. And so this stuff's called CO2 extract, and it was developed, um, I don't know exactly when, in the 50s or 60s or something like that, but used primarily by the largest breweries out there to add bitterness to their beers without adding a lot of hop flavor, hop aroma, stuff like that. Um, and so there's this like very industrialized uh, stuff that can be used to add bitterness to beers. And it, the thing is, it's only, it's like concentrated bitterness from hops without um, any of the coarse green matter it's called, or leafy matter. So hops are plants and they've got all sorts of, you know, stems and leaves and things like that. Um, they're actually called bracts and strigs, but regardless, those things get in there and they can add uh, a coarse vegetative bitterness to the beer um, that you don't really want in, in a beer if you're going to have tons and tons of hops. So adding these extracts is a way to get around that. Now, since the 50s and 60s, when these large breweries were, were uh, using these extracts, or these extracts are being developed for these large breweries, um, the technology has uh, improved as well as the, the market demand has improved for other types of hop products that remove that vegetative matter um, and concentrate the essence of the hops. But sometimes it's, they're only the hop aroma. Sometimes it's only the hop bitterness. Sometimes there's a combination of bitterness and aroma. So there are all sorts of tools and tricks that brewers can use now to get interesting hop aromas and hop flavor and hop bitterness into their beer and really tweak it exactly how they want without worrying about the inefficiencies of just throwing in tons and tons of uh, hop flowers or hop petals and potentially get those coarse off flavors or off, you know, kind of bitterness from, from those, those whole hops. So th this beer is not only made with the extract, it's made with a combination, but he does do things, Vinny does do things to make this beer a little bit lighter in body, a little bit less coarse in bitterness while still keeping the overall bitterness high, keeping the alcohol high. So it's like a drinkable, approachable version yeah. of a really big alcoholic bitter beer. That's perfect. That, yeah. Honestly, yeah. I'm glad. Yeah, I don't care what he does. That's good. Yeah, yeah it works. No, <laughs> yeah. it works. I really like it. Works yeah. out. Yeah. So. So now that it's warmed up a little bit, I want to mm -hmm. quiz you on some other aromas. So okay. we were talking about the fruit aromas. Um, those are sort of the, the, the poster child aromas of like what people want in an IPA. But there are other aromas that come from American hops, and those aren't just fruit aromas. Things like garlic, onion, or like scallion, chive, those sort of allium flavors. Um, also, certainly cannabis, marijuana. Do you guys get, uh, and certainly pine and grass, so all those, like, gr bunch of green flavors. Do you guys notice yeah, those? Yeah, pine, like, the pineness is yeah. there, but that I don't know if that's just because that's such a recognizable, strong Yeah, smell. definitely pine is, it's consumer-facing. It's friendly, yeah. so you want to talk about pines. You might see it a lot yeah. of, on Ooh, beer websites and bottles. But garlic is less so. <laughs> you guys yeah, get a little I'm bit I'm hunting of the garlic right now. It's really all I want. Yeah, I'm getting it loud and clear. It's, uh, it's not... Bad because I'm used to it. It's, it's not part heavy. of it's not beers. heavy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, say, say the uh, say the bigger aromas, the, the poster child aromas are at a you know an eight, I, nine, or ten or I something. I maybe get garlic a touch of garlic. Mm -hmm. Believe me, if you want, sure, sure, <laughs> sure, sure, saucer. Yeah, yeah, with saucer, with in that cup. And another thing to think of is cat pee. Oh, That's a fun well, one. why would you want to say mm. that? Well, cat pee, <laughs> I know, is is big in wine, of course. I don't need That's to hear that, that. Disgusting wine oh, that my wife brought in here. We should not be bringing that. What's, what is that called? Don't say cat pee. What is the technical term for it? Feline urine. No, no. He has a technical term. What is it? Uh, there are a couple different ones. The, the one I'm most familiar with is called P-menthane 8-thyl-1. It still has P in it. No, but still, I don't, I don't mind P-menthane 8-thyl-1 as opposed to cat pee yeah goodness gracious. it's lovely uh in the wine world it's funny in the wine world they they sort of dance around it they don't like to call it caddy or cat pee it's so it's really common in in especially sauvignon blanc like especially new zealand style sauvignon blanc wines but you get it in, in white bordeaux from france as well <laughs> and that cattiness they, they often call it 
um, black currant or rebus, which rebus is is uh, the Latin, the genus of black currants and, and red currants and all that. And so it's like this fancy way of describing something that's really basically scatological. Yeah, let's let's stick with the fancy way. Rebus. The, let's stick with the fancy way of describing it. Rebus. <laughs> Uh, regardless, uh, my no, sister no, re- no, regardless, Rich, <laughs> Rebus, and Larry, what else? Do you smell Rebus, Larry? You're gonna have to, you're gonna have to grow up. You're gonna have to grow uh, up in this one. Right? No, I don't. Cat's pee, man. It's my nature. my sister hates cat pee aroma in beers, and uh, it definitely comes from American hops, and um, so she's not a fan of this sort of beer. But uh, if you like this beer and you had never noticed the cat pee before, uh, maybe you're accepting or tolerating of cat pee, and uh, if you. <laughs> Uh, if now you I smell a cat pee. <laughs> it's good. You like it. No, I don't. You like funky oh, things. I think you messed this up for me, Larry. You, you're in a really weird stuff. Really you weird. You smell players, rebus right? is all. That's just the rebus. Ugh. When you were home for Christmas, didn't didn't you and Rachel have some chitlins? Yeah, I love chitlins. That's nothing to do with cat pee. Mm-mm. What's grosser, pig shit or cat pee? There's no. You clean the shit out. That's the whole point. You got to know how to clean those motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, no. I'm sorry. Point. I seem to. Have... Stepped on some toes not, here. Not the same. <laughs> easy, easy. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. That is your Planet of the Elf. I hope you like it. So, look. How, so, how? Uh, I've never. They, they also do Pliny the Younger. Oh right? yeah, yeah. We can talk. And um, is it? How, how does that compare to to this one? I've never had it. Have you had it? I have had it. I could kind of say what I think it is, but Rich, you probably actually no, Natty. You, I talk too much. You go for it. It feel it's like a higher alcohol version of this it's it's yeah. it's, it's like and it, yeah and it honestly it was very delicious I, really? I father's office here in la is a burger spot and they did like you buy a ticket and you get a glass of each one and i had it next to this one and it seemed to me a higher alcohol it did not taste as bitter to me it didn't feel as strong and piney but it did feel mm-hmm. i don't know it felt it felt like a fuller <laughs> flavor though that said just with less of the bitterness and almost amping up the other parts of this okay maybe that's even why i like it because again like i said i'm not I love that this, what Rich described in the way that they yeah. balanced a little bit of that punchy bitterness. And it felt like it was less punchy, but like a little more a higher alcohol. And it was... To me, Maddie, you're, you're, you're right on. And what you're saying is actually the reason I don't like it as much okay. as I like Planet of the Elder. Interesting. Because it, it, it is a little bit sweeter overall. Mm-hmm. It literally is more bitter. Can I just say, it, I wanted to say sweeter, but I'm... <laughs> Rich, you're, you're always you're like, nervous. you don't look for sweet. You know, you're nervous. Maddie, you need, you say you need sweet. to be comfor- um, comfortable and <laughs> yeah, stand I mean, up and... and Tell I, well, I beer. try not to say sweet too much, you know, because yeah. I feel like that's a that's a tick when we're like tasting. But uh, <laughs> go ahead. regardless, <laughs> it has more bitterness than Planet of the Elder, okay. but it also has more sweetness, and the sweetness is increased more than the bitterness is increased, and so it skews sweeter in the balance than uh, Planet of the Elder does. Mm. And not that that's the only thing that makes it a little bit less drinkable. Like you know, generally sweet things are less drinkable. Like Coke is really sweet, but it's also really sour and it has a lot of carbonation too. And so that sort of saves it from being too sweet to drink. But without the CO2 and the acid, you wouldn't want to drink Coke. It'd be like drinking syrup. So um, when you make things sweeter, they're a little bit less drinkable. But that beer, so uh, Planet of the Elder, the double IPA is 8% alcohol. Planet of the Younger, the triple IPA is, I don't know, you know, 10.5 or 11% alcohol. So it's never going to be a super drinkable beer it's not like a lawnmower beer that you chug you know after after you know being outside getting hot and sweaty so is there, you know, is there cat pee in that too do you smell cat pee? you bet yeah it's it's actually mostly cat pee delicious rebus there's a little bit of cat hair but it's mostly cat i still want to try it we luck out because we're in la where 
like they have events and stuff like that. Like it wasn't too hard to get in on. Like basically once a year, it's usually they delayed it this year. I was because I was looking at, yeah, at it. I saw that was delayed. Um, but it was like around February. Like they have the release and Rich it was obviously the first Saturday been in up February. Okay. Yeah. So you've been up there. So I mean, you can speak to like that. But down here, at least, basically, it was just a matter of looking at like I think Hopped LA is the website. You think we can get we can um, get some here when it? I've, I'm, I've been looking, and it it's hard, it's really hard. In the past, there's been just you'd be able to look at a site. There'd be a list of here's the locations that do it. I found like oh Father's Office. You can buy a ticket beforehand. I bought two tickets beforehand, and when it was super easy. Let me know if you find other it. places do it. I will. Yeah. So I'm hoping that's there a weird like that. thing happening right now that that might be messing with the schedule. Yeah, I think uh, there might be something going uh, COVID? on. COVID. Yeah, <laughs> I think there might be something. Oh yeah, yeah. Global pandemic. Yeah, that's right. So I don't really know, but I think that's just for people who are interested in trying it. Just keep an eye out. And for me, it was a matter of find kind of the local beer publication and keep an eye on it and keep searching like mm-hmm. Pliny the Younger. It wasn't too hard to be like, oh, they go on sale here, and I went on. It didn't feel like a, I don't know, Larry and I buy sneakers. Like, it didn't feel like a sneaker release I where see. I was like frantically buying and couldn't have gotten a slot if I didn't try. In my experience, it's really worth it. It really is a good beer, and it was really fun to try it Try it next to Planet of the Elder. The way they had it set up in particular at the one I went to, they had a bunch of other um, Russian River beers. beers. And so they had, and like they had like Consecration and a bunch of like the Sours even that are nothing like it, but they're just beers that I like, and you can find those also. Yeah. But it was like kind of just nice to get those on tap too and have those like as part of this kind of Russian River experience sort of thing and taste all the different things they do well. Yeah, that's a lot of good beers. I do have a, I do have a question though, Rich. I do have, I do have okay. one thing for you Uh-oh. to help me with. You're smirking. I don't, I don't like it. I do have, no, 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 no. It's just because I remember. Maddie, I, know what's happening. I know what's happening. I'm just remembering. I know what's <laughs> happening. Like, I'm like, oh, right. I know what's I coming. So I have a friend. He works for uh, Team USA. He works for the Olympics. You know, this is not about the okay. Super Bowl coming up. This is about, he works for, the, uh, for Team USA figure skating. And as we all know, the uh, judging of the figure skating has been, is questionable in the mm. past. It seems like there are other methods to get good scores. Yes. Um, and he just wants to make it clear. He's not, this is not about that. But he's going to be hosting the judges for the pairs figure skating. Team USA okay. is going to be ju- hosting the judges. You got some and connections, Matty. This is a big I do. I know a lot of people. He has a ton of connections. I, around. I, do a yeah. Lot, yeah. I actually met him through the podcast. I think it was early. <laughs> he, uh, he, just, he just wanted to know, you know, he's going to have the judges over. And this is not, again, it's not a bribe or anything like that. But he's got a lot of Pliny the Elder. He's got a lot of Pliny the Elder. Team USA is able to get those sorts of things. And he's just wondering, you know, how, what food can he make to show those judges a good time, you know? Yeah. Just to make him look, you know, favorably at the pair's skating team. Maddie, it's funny that you ask this question. Mm-hmm. I have to come up with something. Uh, how about <laughs> um, chicken tacos with a pineapple salsa? Ooh. Or a peach was salsa? I wasn't expecting that good. right off the bat. I wasn't expecting that either. Um, how about- Wait, how are, you, how are you doing that chicken? I would, well, you could grill it, but you don't need to grill it. It's, it's something stewed, like a... Um, Chicken, um, uh, like tinga? Uh, po- yeah, tinga, like a pollo guisado or, okay. or tinga would be great. Some achiote is perfect. Some, throw in some onions and garlic. We want that onion and garlic, but we've got to okay, cook it down to get it to mellow out and sweeten. Um, and then, uh, yeah, definitely hit it with uh, some uh, raw onion and cilantro, you know, bring out the uh, sort of herbaceous side to this beer. So, yeah, that's that's going to be killer. Sounds good. Um, mm-hmm. Beyond that, Sounds good. Uh, let's not forget about... Um, Pizza, perhaps with uh, ooh, how about a Hawaiian pizza? Again, stick with the the pineapple theme, but some ham and pineapple on that on that uh, on that Hawaiian pizza. Are you I like guys, that a lot. I, I absolutely, I think pineapple should be on every pizza. I don't mind pineapple on pizza, but I, I I'm extremely I, I, I'm missing pizza. a little spice. I want a little spice. 
Yeah, well, Larry, you can spice up that taco if you want, but also let's jalapenos on the pineapple. Jalapeno pineapple. Hey, out that works. There you go. That works. Yeah. Let's yeah, that works let's perfect. not forget um, some Thai food. How about uh, some? Um, I'm not, not pad si. What's the other one? Pad Thai. Uh, like flat. No, well, pad Thai would be great, but I'm talking about the the flat uh, flat rice noodles. Um, pad Kim Mao. Yeah, I think this would be great with uh, pad Kim Mao. Uh, so get some nice chewy noodles that are going to kind of, uh, match some of the, the bigger body of this beer. And then, um, certainly the aromatics of the beer, all the, the fruit and, uh, some of that, um, subtle garlic that you might or might not notice, but also some of the, the green grassiness is going to, um, sort of garnish a lot of the, uh, the herbaceousness and the, the, all the, the ginger and the lemongrass and stuff like that in that, in that dish, uh, very nicely. And the bitterness um, is going to play off some of uh, some of the intensity of that dish, some of the sweetness of, of the sauce, as well as uh, this is this is a bit contentious. But a lot of people think that bitterness amplifies spicy heat too much. Mm-hmm. But if you like spicy heat mm-hmm. and you like bitterness, yes, you can't get enough. That's what I was going to ask about because I've, I've I feel like I've tried to pair, and I don't know for me that I love it when I when I, I do the super bitter with. I, I like it, mm-hmm. but I also agree with that. But you also like the bitterness to begin with. I do. So yeah, you want you can't, it amplified. I want you, can't, some, you can't run away from it in this in this sort mm, of I want some honey barbecue wings with this. That's gonna be awesome. Yeah. I think that's awesome. Yeah, how about um with a uh, a dusting of uh ooh, let's see, a dusting of um like chili mango, chili lime, something like that on there. Mm. Do I go too that's far? Great. No, that sounds great. I mean that's some good variety in those yeah. options. And actually, he's texting me back. And I told him. T- I, I actually called him and had him listen in on this. He texts me. He says he'll let me know five, ten minutes after the medal ceremony how oh, it worked oh. out. I don't know why he's waiting till then to tell me, but that works. But out. we'll see. We'll see what we'll see what the judges think. Cool. We appreciate that. Did he? Did the judges give my? What am I trying to say? The food pairings a a, a oh, six. Um, I honestly, uh, Olympics, Olympics details are things that I relearn every four years. You, <laughs> you leave it to him. I forget. And then I relearn. <laughs> what about a bowl of cat pea soup? Mm, cat pea soup. Yeah. Uh, Obvi. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't want to go with the easy one, the low hanging fruit. Rebus soup. <laughs> that's my, that's my water bottle. It's water. Larry's talking uh, to the dog. Oh, um, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's not gonna be. Uh, so yeah, there you go. That's, yeah, uh, that's no, those are great. Other. Thanks so much. Yeah, that's plenty. I'm so glad we finally got to some. Oh, we were able to so do good. it. I hope everyone was able to find it. Uh, check out. Yeah, look for Pliny the Younger. Maybe next year will be an easier year. Uh, I, I, I really need to try because it. it's. If you see it, really grab good. some or let me know. Well, I think like bottle wise, you can't. I think you have to buy it from the brewery, right? Maybe, but I'm just gonna let me know if you hear about something around here. We yeah. can we can mask up yeah. and go. All right, this has been our taster episode. Hope you guys are doing well, staying safe out there. I'm Maddie Smith. R- uh, Larry, do you have anything to say? I got about, nothing. I'm just Pliny? I'm just gonna Any finish the rest of this Pliny? It's just I love this beer. It's delicious. It's a great beer. So you'd like yeah. you'd call? Would you sip it? Would you swig it? Sip it or give it to Rich? Swig it either. Swig Sling it. Swig it. Sip swig it. it. Swig it. A combination of both. Drink the first. Sip the second. Not necessarily skip the third. We'll see. Beautiful. Rich, any last words about Pliny? It's delicious and uh, get to know your inner cat pee. Mm, mm, mm. That's, That's a really weird thing to say. I don't know what that means. All I'm right. going to blame the beer. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Thanks for listening, everyone. Oh, oh, one last thing. Oh. Keep it out of the sun. Keep it out of the sun. Oh. It's going to skunk up. It skunks up like easier than... Well, any any just... beer... So hops, hops will skunk up. And so a beer that has even more hops is going to skunk. I am in a dark... Well, it's dark outside. It's nighttime, but I'm in a kitchen right now, and there are 
uh, LED cans over the kitchen table that I'm at, and they are bright enough that this beer is now tasting skunky to me. Oh, that and quick. It's been, yeah, it's been open in my, in my, you know, I've been drinking well, out sorry, of glass I'm for I'm sorry to the listeners minutes. who are listening at the park right now. I thought they were having a nice picnic, and now they realize they're drinking just light-struck cat pee. Yeah. But that's good to know. All right, keep it out of the light. Light is the enemy of beer, as they say. All right, everybody, thanks for listening. And until next time. Happy beer. 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 Happy beer.